What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm your host, Hayes. On today's episode, we'll be doing more draft player profiles. This time, we're going to be covering Nikola Jovic as well as Tari Eason, two uh, players that you guys have been asking for uh, me to cover for a long time here. Tari Eason is not expected to be in our range, but because of the amount of people who have asked me to do some coverage on him, I will do a coverage. We're going to throw that in on the back end of this episode, but we're going to be mainly focused around Nikola Jovic and his potential uh, to the Chicago Bulls if they did decide to draft him. We'll get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, so we got a couple of updates to get into uh, before we get into the draft player profiles. The first one is that the Chicago Bulls and the Detroit Pistons will play against each other in Paris, January 19th, 2023. Now, this may not seem like big news, but because the Bulls, I'm sorry, because the NBA did pick the Bulls and the Pistons uh, for this game, this may signal that the Bulls are going to get a lot more nationally televised games when they're selected for things like this. That's completely my speculation. There's nothing to say that I can't wait till the national TV schedule does come out because I do expect the Bulls to be a lot more represented in that than what they were last season. So hats off to that. Um, that's going to be an exciting game to watch. As somebody who grew up overseas, uh, it's just always exciting with the NBA interaction does things like this over in Europe. So there you go. Let me know how you guys feel about that one down below. But Casey Johnson has a new article up and this one he states that the Bulls are very confident that they can and will re-sign Zach Levine. Now, what that means, uh, that's that kind of goes with what everybody's been saying. Everything that's come out lately um, with the Bulls and other teams being potential was all about conversations being had amongst other execs in the Combine. And, you know, it, like I said, this is going to be a summer of Zach Levine rumors. And so the Bulls, uh, Casey Johnson now also, he was the one who came out with the article saying that it, will, it may not be a slam dunk for the Bulls to re-sign Zach Levine to have this article saying that the Bulls are very confident, and I would expect them to be confident in their ability to sign Zach Levine. They have the most money of all the teams that are out there. They have already shown and proven to Zach Levine that they are going to be willing uh, and able to build around him in a way. You know, all that noise, I've already said it, all that noise about, oh, Zach is really unhappy with DeMar. I don't believe that. Like, I, I've already said my piece on that, and there's been a couple of people in their feelings on my piece on that. I really don't give a fuck. If you feel a way about it, you're an idiot. I don't give a damn. Oh, uh, but with that being said, Zach Levine, uh, the Bulls being very confident they can sign Zach Levine. Now, you know, we'll see how that goes. We'll see if that ends up, that confidence ends up holding true. Um, I will say this is whereas I came into this season saying, hey, no, Zach Levine's re-signing with the Bulls. Um, I will say just because of everything that's happened, I still hold it at a 90, 95% chance that Zach Levine re-signs with the Bulls and a slight chance that he may not because you just never know what other teams can do. But very well, the Portland could pull a trade that brings in another star and then they can look at Zach and open some money and could possibly, hey, you never, you just never know how things are going to go. But with all things being said, Barring any type of completely unforeseen deal or anything like that, I do expect Zach Levine to be back with the Chicago Bulls, and we'll see how things go with that. But let's go ahead and get into what we came here to do, and this is for the uh, draft player profiles of what we're doing leading into the NBA draft. I'm going to have about two weeks of coverage on this uh, with various prospects, and this may all be for not. Like I said, everything that I'm putting into this may be for not because the Bulls may very well trade the pick. But, hey, we don't know that, so until that happens, we're going to do coverage here, and you guys want to see it, so I'm going to do it. So this one up, you guys voted. I was going to do EJ Liddell next. You guys voted, and it came out very strongly that you wanted to see me cover uh, Nikola Jovic next. And, hey, I'm a man of the people. 
This is, I always say, this is not just my channel. I'm the host of the channel, but this is our community. And this is what you guys voted. Put up a poll. 55% of you guys wanted to see Nikola Jovic covered in the next prospect profile. So here's what we're doing. We're covering Nikola, Nikola uh, Jovic. You're going to see some uh, clips of him in his game. But let's just talk about the raw stats of him. Let's talk about the physicals. 6'11", 225 pounds, 7-foot wingspan. This is all coming from the draft combine. Um, he's 19 years old. Uh, a lot of the comps for him that you'll see, I've seen this mentioned a couple times, it's a rich man's Dario Sarge. And so, you know, people may hear Dario's name and think, oh, he didn't really do too much in the NBA. But to hear a rich man, and you guys know, some people have also compared him to Nikola Jokic uh, of the Denver Nuggets. Now, almost every foreign big man at this point in time is kind of like Marco Simonovic got those comparisons. And while Marco's game, he does have a very interesting game and an elite skill set, I wouldn't really compare him to Nikola. But that being said, um, the difference that makes in this Serbian small forward power forward. Now, sometimes he was listed as guard, but best believe in the NBA, he's probably going to be playing power forward. That 6'11", a legit 225 pounds, and he's still slider frame for that 225 pounds. So you got to look, if he puts on the typical 10 to 12 pounds, if not more than that, he's going to be in that 240 range, which is going to add to his strength, maybe slow down some speed. And that's the thing that I want to talk about with Nikola uh, Jovic's game is that he's actually pretty fast for a European player, again, not anything, he's not the type of athlete that's going to blow anybody out the water really compared to some guys when you look at the 40s and things that they run, but for his size, and he's not a, not a big vertical athlete, but for his size, he's pretty fast. He can lead a fast break. He has the passing to do it. Um, point forward skills, that's the big thing from this with Nikola Jovic is that he has those point forward skills, the ability to initiate offense in the half court, but also lead out on the fast break. And when you look at comparing that with Lonzo Ball's ability to do the same, now I do expect if we do draft Nikola Jovic, he may not even be a factor in the first season, but as he comes along, I do expect him to initially come off the bench before possibly moving into that starting lineup once DeMar DeRozan's gone, if they develop him with Patrick Williams moving back to the three, possibly Nikola Jovic, if he is our selection, being that power forward, Maybe even the center, depending on the on the weight that he can put on, he has elite ball handling skills, and that helps him get in the lane and be an efficient driver. Um, and he doesn't have a – why I did talk about his speed is speed for size. He doesn't have a quick first step or anything, so he's not really going to be taking a lot of players off the dribble. But what we've seen with a lot of players is that he has the fundamentals down to be able to at least, especially as it projects, to be a solid player in the NBA, in that skill set, again, when I talk about skill sets, I want to be clear. When I talk and speak about skill sets, what I mean in that is that the, the, the ability that they've shown, so he can stretch the floor, he can do some things in the mid-range, he has some post skills as well. That, that three-level score, the potential of that is always going to be an elite skill set, but it's up to him to see if he can hit that potential, how he polishes that in, in being on an NBA team with the training staff, stuff like that. Nikola Jovic, Jovic is, that's going to be super difficult for me. Um, he handles the ball very well. His outside shot, scoring, the, scoring in the lane, makes great reads with the ball from the videos that I've seen. And he's a solid defender, right? Not, not, not coming in as, some, as, as, as weak as some of the European players are defensively at times just because of the speed. Now, again, to see how he just to the size, physicality, and speed of the NBA game is going to be key. But he has a great skill set coming into this uh, 2022 draft. Now, as far as projections, right? You know, I like to always talk about where he's slated to project. And Nikola Jovic is one of the more difficult players to project because in some mocks, he goes as high as 13th. 
and some he goes as low as 25th. So because of that, and I think people don't really, I, I don't know if he's committed to coming over to the NBA this season. Anyone fact check me. If you guys do know, please let me know down in the comments as well to educate anybody else who's on this. I don't know if he's committed 100% to coming over to the NBA this season. Maybe he'll still spend a year over. We don't, I, I don't know for sure. I've seen nothing solid in that in my research, but again, I may have just missed that. But this, the, 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 the intangibles, the tangibles, everything is there. He's 19 years old from Serbia. And I would love this pick. Now, again, not my first pick. I have I have EJ Liddell. I have Tari Eason, who I'll talk about here in a few. Um, I have Mark Williams, of course, all ranked above Nikola, Nikola Jovic um, in my personal, what I'd like to see the Bulls do with this draft pick. But I will say this, if he does end up being the pick, I really wouldn't be mad at it. I think it's it's more absolutely of a of a future pick. He's not going to come in and be able to to perform right away like a Mark Williams or EJ Liddell. I think those are players who be able to come in and they're going to be as close to what they're going to be in the NBA right away. Again, they're going to, of course, adjust, grow some, progress some. EJ Liddell is a player that I think you can plug in who can do big things offensively and defensively for you right off the bench, whereas Nikola Jovic is a player that you do have to spend some time to develop. He may be, he, he'll probably be able to come in and play a role. I think that he, depending on where you play him, it may not be like Marco Simonovic where Marco just got bodied. Uh, look at Nikola Jovic. Look at the videos. He's a lot more physical of a player than what I saw from Marco. So I think that while, you know, physicality-wise, he's that 225 pounds. He has some weight in, on that frame. You may not want to play him 18 minutes a game, but I can see him coming in, getting about 10 to 11 minutes a game for the Chicago Bulls, depending on how they work out the rest of that bench. Um, again, Jalen Williams is another player that I have ranked above him as far as the ability to to, to, um, to give us something and more right away. But Nikola Jovic is a player that you can definitely see progressing, putting some time in, building. that Once that potential hits, that he can be a starting power forward for the Chicago Bulls for a long time, especially at that age. One thing that we do know with some European players as well, especially when they're drafted around this, this area, is that sometimes they don't work out. And it's not till their second team or they go back in Europe, things like that. Is there some fear there with for me with that? Yeah, there's a little bit of fear there. I won't, I won't lie to you. There's a little bit of fear of that. It's maybe I'm just jaded by the Amir Sheik, the, the Nikola Miritich, the Laurie Markin. Maybe, maybe that has jaded my view on foreign players for the Chicago Bulls a little bit, admittedly. But looking at his skill set, looking at what he's able to do, being able to put the ball on the floor, everything like that has me really excited if he is the pick for the Chicago Bulls. But let me know down below, what do you guys think? Where do you rank Nikola Jovic in your, in your prospects for the Chicago Bulls? Some people do have him as the number one, the player that they want to see the Bulls draft. He's definitely going to be in our range. More than likely, again, this draft is really hard uh, to determine just because one team can make a selection that kind of throws everything up awry and then we see maybe some people uh, fall that we didn't expect to fall maybe some players go much earlier than what we expect them to go uh like I said the Nikola Jovic pick like I said anywhere between 13 down to about 25 is the lowest that I think I've seen him in a lot of mocks so let me know what you guys think about that down below would you be excited if he is the pick for the Chicago Bulls let me know that let's go ahead and get into the next player we're going to do a profile on today and this is one that you guys have brought up a lot and this is Tari Eason now 6'8", 215 pounds, he's 21 years old, he's a forward-power forward combo, he's definitely one of those people who project to be able to give you something right away, he has the skill set that you can see being able to provide something right away, but still has plenty of room to develop into even more later on his, in his career, he's a, he would be a great pickup, coming from LSU, 
we know Chicago Bulls, we have some issue. We, we we have past things with LSU players and Tyrus Thomas. Again, that just may be me. I've been a Bulls fan my whole life. I, some people may have not even been Bulls fans long enough to remember the Tyrus Thomas debacle. But Tari Eason, um, 6'8", 215 pounds, small forward power 40, projects to be in the NBA, a nice player to have on your bench. Some of the comps for him are Marcus Morris. You'll hear that, that comp for him a lot is Marcus Morris. Um, he's a player that has a has a, a really good skill set, right? Um, looking at his at his career, uh, going from his from his first season in college basketball, uh, seven point seven point three points per game in nineteen point six minutes per game. But in two thousand twenty one twenty two, he had sixteen point nine uh, points per game on twenty four point four minutes per game, a field goal percentage of fifty two overall from the field, a three point percentage of thirty five percent and a free throw percentage of 80%. Again, one assist per game, uh, 6.6 rebounds per game, almost two steals per game in this last season and one block per game. Again, flashing that total skill set, that kind of point forward role in a way. I don't think he's the passer to be a, a true point forward in that, but he's a quality rebound. He goes after rebounds. He has a seven-foot wingspan at that 6'8 height, somebody who can give you a lot right away. I think that Tari Eason, again, is somebody, like I said before, who can come in, give you something now off the bench, but as you continue to develop his game, could really grow possibly into a fringe starter, depending on how the rest of the roster works out. But I do want to be up front. It's very unlikely that Tari Eason is going to fall to the Bulls. Most, most uh, mocks have him going anywhere. I've seen his highest 10th, and the lowest that I've seen him go is 17th in some mocks. I'm sure there are probably some other mocks that I haven't seen that may have him go lower than that. These are recent mocks. I think um, a couple of months ago, he was slated to go around the Bulls, Mark, but after the draft combine and everything, he's really moved up, shot up. A lot of, ha- a lot of the uh, mocks have him going 13th to the Charlotte Hornets. So a player that may not fall into the Chicago Bulls, but I tell you what, if he does fall into the Chicago Bulls, it's going to be a hell of a pick. And I think that he's somebody that, again, DeMar can take under his wing, as we've seen before. Um, I, th- I see him as somebody who can play next to Patrick Williams long-term, right, as well. As we know, this Bulls front office is very invested in Patrick Williams, and I bet, and I can pretty much guarantee, even if they're drafting best available, they're looking at players who potentially fit and how that fit with Patrick Williams could go in the future as well. So he is somebody, it'll be, I know people hate the small ball thing, and I don't consider Patrick Williams a small power forward, considering his 7-2 wingspan. And then when if you look at possibly pairing that with Tari Eason, if he was to fall, you have another 6-8 player, 215 pounds with a 7-foot wingspan. I think they'll be fine next to each other, depending on the rest of the makeup. And Tari Eason, like I said, while not a defensive, a lockdown defender, he is a player that is solid defensively. Now, some of the issues with Tari Eason's game is that he can be a little bit all over the place at times. Um, he's going to need some refinement. That basketball, that pure basketball IQ, I don't think is the best, right? It's not the worst at all. Um, so there are also, uh, in some of the mocks, they, they notice a low release for him, uh, which could be something that, ne- that he needs to heavily work on is his release. But we've seen players, hell, look at Lonzo Ball. Again, the Bulls did not do that, right? He came in uh, with that already fixed. But we know that players can work. A release is something that's easy to be worked on, right? It's the shooting ability, and he has shown the ability to shoot the basketball. So if you can work, make that release a little bit quicker, get that higher up. It may even make his shooting a little bit more efficient as well. So Tari Eason, somebody who, like I said, has a skill set of something of of being able to give you something right away, but also uh, a player that could possibly 
um, develop into more, and like I said, be a starter or a fringe starter, depending on how the rest of, of that team works. Again, uh, he embraced his role of being the sixth man at LSU. So that's something that in having a willing person coming off the bench, somebody who knows their role, accepts their role, Tari Eason projects to be that very well for the Chicago Bulls and somebody that I really wouldn't mind. Like I said, I don't see him falling. Initially, he was projected to be a low first round to even a second round pick, but he's really shot up a lot of mocks here recently. And I do probably expect him to be gone and off the board by the time the Bulls do draft. But hey, weirder things have happened, as we've said before, as I even said here, is that, hey, it can, all it takes is a trade to happen early in the draft, a trade to happen around, you know, the late lottery for things to completely go left. So we don't know exactly how everything is going to shake out. If he was a player to follow the Chicago Bulls, I'd be happy, though. Let me know what you guys think down below on Tar Eason. Do you think there's a chance he could fall to the Chicago Bulls? If he were to be a player that were to follow the Chicago Bulls, would you like to see them go after him and go ahead and draft him? Uh, let me know all that down below. Let me know who do you think is the better prospect overall since we're now doing two prospects per video. Do you think Nikola Jovic is a better prospect and a player that you want to see the Bulls draft? Or is Tari Eason, do you think, is the better prospect and one that you'd rather see the Bulls draft over Nikola Jovic? Let me know all that down below. Make sure you're following the podcast and the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. And lastly, if you want to leave us a text, and our voicemail, 773-270-2799. We're the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. And like I like to end every episode, go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of The Break, Break, Break Media. Media.